Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Hallie, this is golf. Mostly. Oh, wow. That was beautiful. Did I go down? Mostly. Most. You forgot to forget the T. Mostly. Mostly. Oh, mostly. Wait, how do you... Now I'm thinking about how to say mostly. Most, mostly? Most <laughs> has a T in it. Mostly. Lovely. Mostly. Most, yes. Mostly. It was good enough. Good wow, job. Wow, that was cool. <laughs> okay. Michelle, we have got a lot of travel coming up, you and me. Yeah, was, we're in the middle of a crazy month for both of you. Yeah, crazy, crazy stretch. Yeah, we're going, we're going to Korea together soon. I'm very, very excited. You know, I really feel like I've dialed in my travel essentials kit if you will for cross-country flights like I've got the JFK LAX thing down what's, pat what's in your kit I have this black like I I'm really good at sleeping on planes so I guess that's just something that's not concrete but that is something in my kit that I understand not everybody is good at sleeping on planes but I'm like a mummy man I can just close my eyes and I am out as, as long as I can get it dark enough so normally also being warm being comfortable I mean this is not news to anybody. So no denim. No denim. That's 100% part of the kit. A, a comfortable, relatively stretchy, soft. Also, layering is key mm. for traveling because generally, I feel like most airplanes, if anything, will be slightly too chilly, but oh, a hot airplane is just as Ugh. bad just as bad so I sometimes I have some sort of like light t-shirt underneath but also a hoodie with a hood is key because I do the eye mask and then I do the hood over the eye mask for extra light blockage <laughs> and then also high relatively like socks that cover my ankles because I have long legs so when I sit down my joggers usually ride up and then my little ankles get cold so do you do compression socks I don't do compression socks, but that's something something I wanted to ask you about because when we are going to Korea, I've been, in terms of like long flights, I've been to China a couple times, but it was a long, long time ago and my mother would have been in charge of making sure that I was equipped to fly. But now as an adult, I am responsible. And so any, is compression socks something that I need to invest in for my travel kit? going to Korea some people swear by it I don't have a lot of swelling Mm -hmm. I've actually learned a lot of really cool things from my best friend who's a flight attendant Mm. and um, it was really interesting what she was saying she said before a long flight you should never have you should be really easy on carbs really easy on salt um, anything that will make you bloat so kind of a high protein low carb diet before you fly during your flight when you're about to land um, you can have carbs and it's, it's pretty amazing to hear kind of what she has to say about, she's like, you should never drink on your flight. She said that you really should avoid eating airplane food because in order for it to taste good, supposedly at the elevation that you're at, your taste buds act funny and things aren't as salty to you. So they load up the food with salt on it to make it taste good because at the elevation like things taste less salty so she was like avoid eating um airplane food and i'm just like yeah that all sounds great i get on a plane ask for my meal eat all of it (laughs) like eat carbs for a flight dude i was on a plane the other day with this woman it was it was 9 30 in the morning and the flight attendant comes around and asks like what does everyone want to drink and this woman they didn't have it. They couldn't make this for her, but she asked for a white Russian at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, I've, I've seen people like ask for like double vodka. I was like, oh my. At, like like a 7 a.m. flight. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't what are imagine. What people doing? Anyway, so like compression socks, 
I know some players swear by it. For me, like it's not like a biggie. For me, the biggest thing when I travel is I get so dehydrated. Mm. I always travel with like a really big water bottle and I just have the flight attendants fill it throughout the way. And I know I probably pee like a racehorse on a flight, but I'd rather do that than not. Be dehydrated. Oh, my my best friend who's a flight attendant also said that you should never drink the coffee on the flight because they do not clean the inside of the water thingy what yeah no yeah I and you should coffee. never brush your teeth on an with, airplane on with the water that comes what out are you of the supposed faucet. to do bring your own water yeah okay so ask for a flight attendant they have a cup and a water and filtered water for you because the water that's coming out of the sink she was like honestly you should probably not even wash your hands with that because it's recycled water yeah, she's like using hand sanitizer is way better than using the faucet. Okay, so honestly, yeah. the safest thing to do is just take some NyQuil and knock yourself out for the whole flight. Yeah, Probably. and not put a face mask on. Yeah, don't put a face mask on. Put a face put mask a face on. mask on. Just knock yourself out so you're not yeah. tempted to eat, drink, go to the bathroom, any of those things. It's not safe. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can eat, drink, just like <laughs> not any of the things that they've supplied for you. Bring yeah. your own things. Okay. Man, well, my flight to Korea, I'm going to have to pack a whole other bag of snacks. Because oh, I'm a yeah. snacker at an airplane, too. If I'm awake, I'm snacking. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be that way. And then, I don't know, I guess I just like drink, I just try to drink as much water as I can. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel so much better when I land. And I have this like little kit of like, I bring little... I bring a lot of hand lotion. My hands and my skin oh, gets my hands so really dry. dry. So hand lotion. I do like the face mask, the eye mask. You're just constantly hydrating I'm in and out, inside and out. Inside <laughs> and out. I just want to be fully hydrated. I want to be a mermaid when I land. <laughs> okay, noted. Um, Wait, what's in your cross-country kit? We didn't go through all the items. So sleep. It was mask. pretty small. It was just... <laughs> It's just, well, it was, well, and a lot of these things too are things, this is more of a a hypothetical, like a, I guess, what would the word be? Uh, Not necessarily, um, like my ability to sleep is in my cross country kit, but that's, I understand that's not something everybody can get. Oh, it's not a physical kit. It's It's like a, it's like a, um, this is a figurative (laughs) kit, not hypothetical. It's very real. Um, yeah. Well, some of the things are hard, hard goods, like the face mask, like covering my ankles with socks, like, uh, a hoodie and some sort of, you know, stretchy, um, situation. Yeah. And two hand lotion is definitely in my kit as well water bottle i've been i would say i'm doing a really good job i watched this crazy documentary the other day on recycling and how even that is kind of like a whole scam because that's the plastic companies that are actually the ones encouraging recycling anyways that's a whole nother topic but anyways i've i'm like because i used to be like oh i'm recycling and it's like no somebody has to actually like buy the thing they have to want to make that into something else it doesn't mean automatically it's gonna make you know something I else just, you know i learned too that wine bottles like uh darker like colored wine bottles mm-hmm. are not recyclable what like green bottles are not recyclable wow that's not good yeah not anyways good. let's talk anyways. about happier things that are on planes um, okay you're hallie you're on delta yes yes i know i'm so excited a lot of it's been very exciting three different golf digest series Every whole lap where we go, you know, like aerial shots of all these really cool courses. Then there's uh, around with Tiger where he plays with celebrities. And then there's on the tee where I play with celebrities. <laughs> so, I mean, who would you rather see play with a celebrity? No, I'm kidding. But anyways, it's very different. It's a very different tone. But yeah, it's very cool. It's on Delta. And honestly, Michelle, I was on a Delta flight the other day. And I do love Delta. It's my favorite airline. 
But it was funny because I'm sitting there and I kind of felt like, and I still have this urge as an adult, it's embarrassing to admit, but like, you know, just pretend that you're 10 years old, but this is me at 30 still. When it's your birthday and you're talking to someone who's completely unaware of it's your birthday, it's, and you feel like the urge to be like, hey, like I'll like order a coffee, I'll have a latte, also it's my birthday. Like, <laughs> just like I always want to tell people it's my birthday when it's my birthday which is like I'm like a little kid I don't know why anyways that's how I felt on this plane because I'm sitting there and I'm like sitting next to these people and they're scrolling through what to watch and I'm like don't say anything don't say anything don't say you should watch that (laughs) oh that's me (laughs) the woman's like oh cool (laughs) and then I just kind of put her on the spot She's like, so now she's forced to watch yes. golf contests. I'm like, you're going to love it. She's like, I don't really want to play. I'm like, trust me, you're going to love it. it. I know it's between that and Avatar. Have you ever watched yourself on Delta? Uh, no. I watch other people watch me. <laughs> no, no, no. You make other people make watch other people you. Watch me. No, I did not watch myself on Delta. I have watched them, but not, yes, not on an airplane. But still, it must be like super surreal to go on a flight and scroll. Yeah, and, and like, see you see yourself your on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it def- definitely surreal. It's, it's really cool. It's like, you know, it's, it's funny how um, this is a very Pinteresty quote, but it's like, five years ago like when you're in a bad spot or you're thinking or you're down on yourself and you're like five years ago if you would have seen where you're at now like would you be proud of yourself <laughs> oh my god i want to <laughs> but that's kind of how i felt about it are pinterest quotes still a thing uh I, yeah i have a board saved <laughs> when i'm in a bad mood i scroll through them <laughs> i know but we're millennials I, I don't think gen z uses pinterest quotes i think it's tiktok quotes tiktok quotes yeah maybe i don't know i don't know what their inspirational content is on tiktok i love pinterest though i use it for planning outfits outfit inspo and then yeah saving (laughs) saving quotes for when i'm sad i have to (laughs) say like (laughs) i love looking back at what i used to pinterest and Mm -hmm. like date night outfits You made a great Pinterest board for your all your bridesmaids. I did for us yeah. to you know gain some inspo for our beautiful dresses that we wore. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, Pinterest is good for that. I have like a secret. You only see like have a I've secret. S- all board. my boards are secret now. I yeah. so you know how though the thing about Pinterest is though is like it starts feeding you obviously oh, yeah. feeding you things that you've been looking at recently, and so generally mine is like Parisian women in cool outfits and like random shades of like red hair because that's always what I'm looking for but I went I went through a phase a couple weeks ago where I started pinning like a bunch of like wedding dresses and like that kind of stuff and I pulled up my Pinterest in front of Billy and I was like oh my god it's so weird (laughs) why is my event so weird I don't know why it thinks I want that (laughs) but yeah no definitely so yeah back to my how are we tying this back into JR by the way JR loves Pinterest. <laughs> he gets inspired by Pinterest quotes yes, and J- looks at wedding dresses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys, this is a roundabout way to say JR Smith is here in studio and we're really excited to talk to him. Well, we can tie it back to travel. That guy travels a lot. Yeah. You know, he is traveling all over the country for uh, golf tournaments. He's plays college golf. His new documentary, excuse me, docu-series just came out. That guy is a busy bee. Yeah. So back to LA, to 
film his podcast. I know. I know. That guy has has so much on his plate. He must Uh, have a Pinterest board. He 100% has a Pinterest board. Um, If we had more time than we did, then I think we definitely would ask him about it. But (laughs) JR, what's on your Pinterest board? (laughs) He'd be like, huh? (laughs) I would laugh. He was like, oh, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. (laughs) All right, guys. Well... That was a very spirited conversation. We really hit a lot of different points, but make sure you get your travel kits situated. It's hydrating inside and out. It's wearing comfy clothes. And I'm sure J.R. Smith does all of those things as well. But without further ado, please welcome two-time NBA champion and collegiate golfer J.R. Smith. You need a well-rounded game to succeed in golf. And the same goes for your finances. That's why we love SoFi, the all-in-one app that lets you bank, borrow, and invest. Download the SoFi app today to ace your finances. SoFi, get your money right. Banking products and loans offered by SoFi Bank N.A. NMLS 696891. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Okay, we have J.R. Smith. He recently um, came out of the docuseries on Amazon, um, two-time NBA champion, and now a collegiate golfer. Welcome, J.R. Thank you. appreciate it. And I will say he has not watched his own Amazon docuseries and no plans no. to, no. but J.R., it's, I want to hear all about the experience of shooting that. What went into the decision of wanting to make this docuseries? Um, I just wanted to like really show another side of me for one and I felt like it was very important because I grew up an IEP so I, I grew up special ed I grew up ADHD ADD and unfortunately dyslexic so it was like a very intimidating for me educationally growing up in middle school and elementary school and stuff like that so like even you know public speaking is hard for anybody but like when for me you know, I just remember in third or fourth grade, teacher calling on me, and I got to stand up in front of everybody and read, and I can, like, and I can barely read. And I remember all the kids making fun of me and stuff like that. And it was like, ever since that moment, I've been so insecure in my education and academics, and I didn't, so I shied away from it. So I threw all my, you know, energy and effort into sports. So now, for it to come back full circle in the way it did, uh, I just wanted to show everybody that if I can do it, then it's definitely possible for anybody else. That's amazing. So do you think, I mean, education, going back to college was much of a challenge as it was to go back and play collegiate golf? At first I did, but then I I realized, like, for me, like I look at school and education completely different than I did when I was younger. So now I'm more... I'm, I'm more prone to ask questions and understand that I'm not going to know everything or whatever. So at first I thought school was going to be way more intimidating than golf, but now golf is so much more intimidating. <laughs> like, it's so nerve-wracking. If I don't shoot one or two over, like, in a qualifiers, it's over. Like, you don't – it's not even close. And for somebody who's, like, now I'm a four – index so it's like for somebody who's who's playing like that compared to guys who are shooting one or two overs like you're never gonna make the team bro (laughs) not even the team but like the lineup and that's where I've really been struggling at so it's like my golf game has significantly dropped compared to my academics I feel like my academics is like my athletic ability is like in the other way so how does your coach do it because when I played college golf we had I think we had maybe like 
nine, ten girls on the team. So it was a big team. Yeah. But obviously we had the five starters. And then for people that don't know how college golf works, generally five people travel and then you all play. And then the four best scores count for the day and then you total it up. So let's say, you know, I shit the bed and shoot an 85 and JR is in there. He's leading the team, shooting a nice little even or couple under. And like, there, um, you know, and then there's three other people that are going to count scores and then my score is going to be dropped for the day. But that doesn't mean that I can't come back and have a great day the next day. Right. So how does, how does it work for you guys for qualifying? How many rounds of qualifying? do you guys play to see who will be in the lineup for the tournament well we do normally about two or three rounds a week to see who's in in the the runnings but now that it's in we're headed towards the fall or not the fall the spring lineups start to get set Mm -hmm. uh, after like the first two tournaments so but normally it's about two or three days a week cool how does um practice for you like golf practice first like practicing basketball. Is there any similarities or is it, is it super different? Because what I think so funny about golf compared to any other sport, it's like you practice on a range, right? Or a putting right. green. Whereas yeah. every other sport, including basketball, you practice where you compete. Yeah. So like, how does, how does practice compare for you? Was that like a shift in mindset or is it pretty similar? It was pretty similar now that I, I look at it different because before I thought I was practicing and I was just going to the range and beating balls. But now I learned like skill practice. So it's easier for me now to translate it to basketball because and especially being a shooter, it was I was always shooting for so many different spots. I would shoot one, one dribble pull-ups left, one dribble pull-ups right, two dribble pull-ups left, two dribble pull-ups right. And then now I translate that into chipping and trying to put backspin on the ball and trying to cut hit little cut spins on my chips or hitting draws or fades or low draws or, or low fades and stuff like that. And when I really dialed it down to that, and I was telling somebody the other day, I started, it took me like two hours to practice one time and hit like 15 balls. And for me, the only way I can translate it is if I swing and I sit there and jot down everything I feel like I felt in my swing that time. And then I'll swing, hit another ball. And it may take me 15 to 20 minutes to write down what I what I feel like I thought because that's the way I, I can train my body if I sit there and see and like, okay, you felt this, you felt that, this felt good because of this, this felt good because of that. And now I can predicate that on how I approach my next shot because I do that in basketball without even having to write the notes because I've done it so many times. Wow, that's cool. So, like, really purposeful practice. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah, David's tried to get me to do that for the longest time. <laughs> Just hit balls. Fast. I'm like a speed hitter. He's like, slow down. He's like, why don't after our lesson you write down what you learned? I'm like, yeah. I bought so many journals. I'm going to, today's a day. I'm going to write it down. I have never written it down. Use your phone notes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can remember it. Yeah. But to be fair, you, you know, you doing that is probably similar to yeah. JR doing basketball. You know, yeah. you don't have to think too much. It's yeah. in there. But 100%. that's really smart. I think a lot of people can learn mm-hmm. to, to how to practice a little bit more purposefully as opposed to just like, because if you're just banging balls, you're not practicing golf. You're practicing, right. I don't know what you're practicing, banging balls. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can get good at that. 100%. <laughs> like for me, I, I, like, I got it. I pretty much got it from my work ethic in school because sitting at the desk like for me it was been a struggle for a long time to just sit still and do my work whether it be in high school middle school elementary school it didn't matter and now when I sit at the got to sit at this laptop and 
figure out a 15 page paper and I'm sitting there four hours, like I gotta figure out how to make it work. And I got, and for me, the best way to do it is the tactics to break it down into sections. Like mm -hmm. I literally have to go over it one by one by, you know, and, and like that. And then when I, t I feel like if I take that and go to my golf game and like break it down into sections, especially with my short game or my putting or something like that, like that's where I feel like I'll see the most improvement. Michelle, do you remember, writing papers in college or like the, the usga asked me to write a paper a couple months ago and i write a paper write an article excuse me i'm like what a paper like, what? <laughs> write an article and i was so i was like so did you have to write a paper on the rollback of the ball <laughs> no write an article and i was like very flattered and i was like yeah sure no problem you know 1500 words and then i sat on my laptop i'm like how do i write a Art, like you know, I'm like you. You know how the, the the thing that they teach you in high school, where it's like I, you write the first paragraph, and then it's like firstly, secondly, thirdly, in conclusion. Hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. Oh, that's that's where I was at with it for sure. And then like again, sitting there, it's just like damn. Fortunately, my tutor was it was great. Um, getting an athletic tutor was oh, that's amazing. Clutch. So. I was a civilian. I never had athletic tutors. Oh man, that, oh, the man. tutors are so in, especially in college. Like, because you know, you're like, hey, I'm gonna be gone. I'm not gonna be in class for you know Monday, Tuesday, or whatever Thursday, Friday. And yeah. so having a tutor is having teachers that are like, cool. I get, I got it. Like, I'm understanding that your athletic uh, participation is also part of your educational experience. Because mm -hmm. I ended up transferring. I played played at Arkansas, and then I transferred to Rollins, which. I loved it, but I had teachers that were like, I don't care that you're an athlete. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This is how I pay to be here, you know? And so thank God I talked to the president of the school who played basketball in college. And he was mm. like, that's part of your learning experience, which, right. because how much stuff do you learn on the golf course about yourself, about the game, like so much. So I think that to have a tutor is like so, so clutch, yeah, really, really for sure. needed for sure. So how do you, names I don't remember now, uh, what is your like thought process when you're sitting down on a laptop and you have four, you have to write like a 20 page paper? Paper. Is it pretty similar to how you kind of go through it on the range, um, like through basketball? Do you use like the same kind of mental tools? Yeah, I mean, I would say kind of. It's, it's kind of hard because like, you know, in, in, in school, it's not about like you, you really rarely get to voice your opinion. Everything is based on facts. So whatever, you know, finding resourcing things. Oh, bibliography. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like your source page has to be to the T and they don't really care about what you're writing. It's just that wherever you say they, wherever you got it from, as long as you, you can state where you got it from, that's what, that's what they, I feel like they care about more than anything. But for me, it's like, it's easy because once I was able to, once I'm able to voice my opinion in my paper, I can make it go as long as I want it to go. Mm, but when I got to find the facts and like got to break yeah. it down, and like that's, the, I think that's the hardest part about it. Oh, easybib.com. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, APA or MLA, what MLA, you want? Oh, I used APA, to, uh, MLA, the formatting is off. Oh. I used to, I um, <laughs> can't believe I'm admitting this, but sometimes when I was like a page short, I would go back and highlight all the punctuations and make it a size bigger. Michelle. At Stanford? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then it would jump to a page long. Really? <laughs> that is messed up. Hey, uh -huh. you do what you gotta do. Yeah, oh, Jr. Like make a note of that one. Make a note of that one. You do highlight all periods, 
exclamation no that would be too obvious um commas <laughs> huge um, exclamation <laughs> points the quotation marks and make it like a size or two bigger and like literally it'll jump a whole page you're welcome you're welcome that's a gem right there (laughs) yeah that's a good one okay so let's go to talk i college was like the best experience of my life and you know i know you had a lot of fun too do you feel like a normal college student do you live in the dorms like i want to hear about your college life no i'm i I feel like uh i'm like the rich uncle on campus (laughs) (laughs) like it's, it's 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 hard because like the first I feel like the first time, when I first got there, I was driving a Bentley, and you know, obviously, you stick out like a sore thumb in Greensboro driving a Bentley alone, and then you just pull up on the HBCU campus and just like, oh, well, there's Jr. <laughs> so I try to blend in a little more, um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's hard. What do you drive now? Uh, Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, oh that's you, a little. Yeah, you went the other way, Jr. <laughs> no, you so went look. the other way. <laughs> no, 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 so look, so when I. When, I was like, you know what? I got to dial it back. And I got a Mini Cooper. And I loved it. I loved it, right? I was driving it up and down 95. Like, got great on miles and everything. And then I just realized, like, like I got to embrace, not only embrace who I am, but then I got a 4.0. And I was just like, oh, no, I got to treat myself. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. Like, you went from a Bentley to a Mini Cooper. Yeah. How do you even fit in a Mini Cooper? One. The, the Countryman? Those things are spacious. <laughs> Those were what? A hundred percent. And they were great on it was amazing on gas. It was like fifty, what is it, like fifty miles to the gallon. That was oh ridiculous. My gosh. Hey, 4.0. Treat, treat yourself. Treat sure. yourself. Get a Lamborghini. And it fit my club, so I was good. <laughs> That's amazing. But okay, so what about other fun college activities? Like, are you there? Is it education, golf, or like what else are you doing in your free time? Or is there no free time? Uh for me it's technically no free time because I'm a a dad too. I got four little girls. So it's like, I'm in Greensboro. I'm out of Greensboro. I'm with the girls. I'm, you know, working, shooting my podcast as well. Uh, doing a couple EPs on some documentaries and shows coming up. So I'm a full-time like student and working uh, person. So it's like, it's, it is a lot at times. I kind of get overwhelmed, but fortunately I got, you know, teachers and professors who anyway who understand and uh i got a a great support system so it works out for me what's your major liberal studies but i'm thinking i got a minor in marketing but i'm thinking about switching to entrepreneurship just because it makes more sense for me yes well that was a question that michelle had written down here which is what would you want to do with your major after graduating it sounds like entrepreneurship would be a good good lane for you yeah i mean i want to do so many different things but i just got to figure out where i'm going to be able to move around and do those things like i want to have a strong uh, presence in an hbcu so i want to be an athletic director but maybe at my school one day and but i also want to coach too because i have so much talent or, or not so much talent but i have so much knowledge of the game that i feel like i'm just not passing on if i just take it with me and not give it to anybody else um, obviously businesses and, and startups and stuff like that, but I want to really get into telling stories and getting behind documentaries and stuff like that and start giving my viewpoint on certain things and try to try to create, you know. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about how you got into golf. Did it start after you retired from basketball? Was it during basketball? Tell us about that. I wish it started before, honestly. I started playing during um, 
in Houston was my first time I played. Uh, Rashard Lewis, a former player, um, we all worked out together in Houston. It was a bunch of guys like Steve Francis, Catino Mobley, like a bunch of old dudes who who used to uh, – I hate to say they're old now because, man, I'm old. But the, we used to all work out there, and his first foundation event was a golf outing, and a charity golf outing. And a bunch of us didn't play, but – he just wanted us to come show face and ride around on the golf course or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. I ain't doing nothing else. Nobody's going to be in the gym working out. So I went out there, and they had a bunch of Hall of Famers, like Clyde Drexler was out there, Moses Malone was out there. And one of the Hall of – to me, like, the GOATs, I'm probably pretty sure the way you feel about the GOATs in your game. Like, the people you look up to and the people you, you, you know, you grew up watching, like, for me, if they told me to go get him a Gatorade, I would like, no problem. I got you. Like, there's no problem. So, when he, he, I was talking shit about everybody. He was like, yo, this guy sucks. He's in the woods. He's been at 20 yards. Like, I can do better than this. Like, and everybody's like, man, it's harder than you think. And I'm like, dude, did you see what that, like, I can do better than that. Like, no way. So, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So Moses Malone, Hall of Famer, he's like, young fella, come hit this ball. You're talking all this shit. Come get, get, get out that cart. Come hit this ball. I'm like, fuck. Like, now nah, Hall of Famer said it. Now nah, I got to do it. I can't. It's not like just some banker just like whatever. So I get up there, hit the ball 300 yards down the fairway, throw the club. Like, man, this shit is easy. See what I'm saying? Like, what are y'all talking about? And it was like, no, nah, no, nah, he played before. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, nah, I never played before, whatever. Drive off. Hour and a half, come back to their same group on, like, a different hole, whatever. He's like, I bet you can't do it again. I bet you can't do it again, whatever. Like, <sighs> Get up there, top the ball, like, 30 yards. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> no, 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 give me that ball. Give me, give, give me, give me. I'll do it again. No, nah, you want to bet? You want to bet? I was out there till it got dark. Went straight from there to, the like, this local random golf shop, bought, like, two sets of clubs. No, I bet one. I bought one, sets of, one set of clubs, bought a Nike – Sasquatch with the big frying oh, pan back. Oh man, God bless your soul. And then I hated. I went to the range the next morning at six thirty in the morning. Hated them. I got. I couldn't wait till the store opened back up and got a pair of TaylorMade like R R sevens or something like that. And then I was just a uh, pro shop whore for a long time. <laughs> the Sasquatch. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like a frying pan when you hit it. So oh, like, ew, that's a rough. That was a rough time. Oh man, that was a rough time. R.I.P. Sasquatch. Um, <laughs> so did you? So you obviously got like. I mean, it, it happens fast. You get hooked into the game fast, um, yeah. and then you realize that the learning curve is is a long is a long time. It's a long journey. <laughs> it's a long, yeah, long journey. Did you? So did you play um, while you were traveling with the team? Did you bring your golf clubs with you? Everywhere. Yeah, I was. I wasn't. Fortunately, I'm not. I wasn't as active in the hotel rooms as Steph because I've seen some of those uh, counters he's been breaking and stuff like that. So I don't really go that far. But I used to take my clubs everywhere, whenever, especially in the warm cities. Because it was, for me, especially during the season, like, you know, during during the NBA season, generally winter or fall, winter, spring. So I'm playing in Cleveland. It's freezing. There's no golf for mm-hmm. 10 months out of the year down there. You go to Denver, pretty much the same thing. New York, same thing. So for me, only time I really played during the season was on the road. So when I used to take my clubs, guys would be mad because I would play before the game or before shoot around or days off. And they're like, man, you don't have no legs. Like, how do how are you going to tell me I don't have legs? But, bro, you were just out to four in the morning drunk as a skunk. But you're going to tell me you're going to have legs tonight? Like, what are you talking about yeah. right now? <laughs> So I used to get a lot of flack from him, but I used to ask people, like, what do you, what would you rather me do? Would you rather me go out all night 
or would you rather me get up early and go play golf and then be take a nap before the game and then go play ball? Like, yeah, it's very simple. Seems like the healthier choice. Jared, curious, what were your thoughts about golf like prior to taking it up? Like, what did you think of the game and the people that played it? I thought it was probably one of the most boringest things I've ever would do. And I thought people who played it were not athletes at all. Like, I, you can tell me that John Daly was an athlete, like, prior to actually playing. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I said I learned, like, well, once I started playing, I don't, I don't want to say I learned how to play because I te- technically still don't know how to play. But when I started playing, I had a completely new respect for anybody who was professional, good, like, shooting in the 80s. And this is, like... Now I'm looking to do shoes and he's like, you're not good at all, bro. But then, <laughs> but like then I'm like, how in the hell do you make this ball do that from this distance to make a spin, to make a go, to like to get it within this amount of shots? Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's it's funny because you know some of these golfers, you look at them they're like they're not athletes whatsoever. But then you try to do what they do, and it's impossible. They're and like, okay, oh, wow, I get it. Okay. I get it. hundred um, percent. So what do you want to achieve in golf specifically? Do you want to turn pro? I read somewhere that you might want to try to qualify for the Champions Tour. Yeah, I think that's like a more realistic goal for me because I feel like I haven't put the time and, and energy into the game as much as obviously others. And I, But I also feel like it's, it, it gets harder at that point because obviously – guys who played on a tour or whatever, move on to the Champions Tour or whatnot. But for me, I feel like if I put the 20,000 hours into it, then I feel like I can I can do it. JR, man, you got – I'm so excited to for you. Like, you're going to be athletic director. You're going to be on the Champions <sighs> Tour. <You're, laughs> there is so much I love it. going on. Uh, it's yeah, awesome. Love it. I love it. It's really cool. Well, before we let you go, you're a very busy guy, but we're going to do five questions presented by Five Iron Golf. So a little rapid fire. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Michelle, kick us off. Okay, if you got approached by a network to broadcast basketball or golf, which one would you choose? Golf. Okay. Ooh, okay. Maybe expand a little bit. Why? I know I said rapid fire, but it's not. (laughs) I appreciate you were very, you're like, golf, next question. No. uh, (laughs) But you can give us just a little bit. uh, I would say golf because I like being outside. I I like the elements of golf a little more than being inside in the gym. So would you, you'd want to be like a walking yeah, analyst? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like he's got 120 to the pin here. Smiley Kaufman has my dream job right now. Oh, oh Smiley. Okay. <laughs> sure. I love that. Dream golf course to get a tee time on. Ooh, uh, I gotta be Augusta. Okay. Have you played Augusta before? No, I got invited this uh, summer, but Ooh. hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes good. I got invited before, but the member had to cancel, so I was oh. like... No, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you had a death in the family, I guess. But so, <laughs> sorry to hear that, by the way. But you know, okay. Um, favorite golfer you have ever played with? Uh, favorite golfer I've ever played with, probably MJ. MJ was like, obviously, because it, it, it was MJ and the experience. But like, when he was talking shit to me, it felt like, okay, I'm about to bring it, bro. I didn't bring it, but. <laughs> I felt like I had Scary. to. I, yeah. Like, I felt I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. If I beat Mike, I'm going to beat Mike. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going down. And I didn't beat him. But, yeah, he, he was cool, though. Because, like, just, like, listening to him and, like, some of his knowledge that he has just about sports and, you know, his outlook, I think that was really, really dope. Okay. If you could trade in one of your championship rings for a U.S. Open trophy, would you? In a heartbeat. 
What about both of them? No. <laughs> Just one. Just, Just one. One and one. one. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Favorite teammate that you ever played with or competed against? Well, if I competed against him, he was my teammate at one point or no? Or just competitor? Yeah. Any any, any, any favorite basketball player that um, you've come across? I feel like it's like really cliche to say Kobe right now because uh, all of that. Because Kobe was really like, you know. Because I was an MJ fan. MJ was like, you know, and then obviously Kobe is the mirror of Mike. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say Kobe because he brought it every single game. Mm-hmm. Like, it was never a game you thought Kobe was like, oh, he just, he don't really want to be out there. He's like, he's going hard. He's trying to kill whoever's in front of him. And that's very hard to do. People don't realize how hard it is to get up to after four and five nights and you're playing a game that's not on TV and it doesn't really – you know, you're already locked for you know, whatever one, number one seed or two seed or whatever, and you're already and you're that guy. So, the, what he used to do, I had so much respect for, just on so many different levels of just being a competitor. So, uh, competing against him was probably one of the probably one of my uh, greatest joys to play in the game. All right, Jared. Well, we're going to let you go because you're a very busy man. I mean, if all the things you had in your plate is not enough, you have your own podcast as well yes. with Ben Baller and our friend Steve Malbin. So tell us a little about that and where can people find it? Um, it's on all podcasts called Part 3. Golf Part, focused? Yeah, golf focused. Uh, but it's really about bringing all ethnicities around the game to me. There's so many, you know, for a long time, the game of golf has been quote-unquote whitewashed. And it's been a quote-unquote white man's sport. And even with women, you know, I have four daughters. Like, I really want to, you know, Michelle was on our show, and I really like the inclusion of, you know, multiple races and women as well. So many courses and so many different elements of just life in general is predominantly ran by men. And so many impacts that that women have had over the course of time, not only just in sports, but just in, in general has always been a plus for us. So... To me, that's what the podcast is more about, and we also have fun and talk about everything else. But just to show that different everybody and the game is so inclusive now more than ever, and we want everybody to play. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Make sure everybody listening, you guys check out Par Three Podcasts and. JR, we'll see you on the course, maybe. I appreciate it. <laughs> by the way, it's very rare if my kick game is like the lacking in out the group. And my kick game <laughs> right little, now. Hold on. Look, what do we got here? Lacking. Michelle, those are very nice little Thank minty. You. What? Mint like, did y'all got... practice the mint game today? Like, I, I see the I, Tiffany well, ones and the mint like dunks. Like, some, I, those are this very is Air Force. This is plain yeah, Air Force you ones. You can never this go is, wrong with those. White, can't, white but, Air Force ones are always clean. The OGs. I mean, you can't go wrong with but man, I, I, I was lacking today. That's okay. Next time. I mean, Next Hallie time brought the heat. Hallie brought the heat today. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what I've had to come to? I have really big feet, JR, and I've been really self-conscious about it, but I'm kind of flipping it because I'm like, you know what? If I have big... If I have big feet, I'm just going to rock really cool shoes. People are already pointing out how big my feet are, so now they can be like, those are some cool big ass shoes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like the way you, I like that. Yeah, I like so the way exactly. You did that. But J- you can get all you can find all the sizes in the Exactly, sizes. exactly. Yes. Well, you're spinning it. Being positive. Being awesome. Positive. JR, thank you again so much and Absolutely. we'll see you soon. Appreciate <laughs> thank you. Oh man. What a guy. I mean, I think we definitely it was a miss not asking him about his Pinterest board, but <laughs> no, I I can't believe we ran out the thing was I'm so impressed with him and I felt leaving that conversation so inspired to do 
everything to do all the things to do all the things i mean he has dreams big and small and just to hear where he came from his mentality now and you know at 36 years old he was a freshman in college and it's just not it's never too late to follow your dreams never too late so is that you read that off pinterest never too late to follow your <laughs> dreams age is just a number <laughs> <laughs> but no you're so right I, I think a lot of people think that oh man, they didn't, you know, study a certain thing in college or they don't have the expertise and so they give up on something that they maybe are really passionate about and JR is just exhibit A when it comes to like, hey man, if, if you want to try it, if you want to do it, like go get after it. So, yeah. um, and the guy has four daughters too, which yeah. is which is amazing. And I love the thing that he said at the end about his podcast, like he wants to get all races, all genders into golf. So again, make sure you guys check out Par 3 Pod if you have not already. And I believe that uh, the woman sitting to my left is on their first episode. I am. Aren't you? First? I, I don't know. I guess. Okay. Well, you're on one of their first yeah. episodes. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. So yeah, You're like JR. He doesn't, doesn't want to watch anything that he's no, in. No, I which. hate my voice. <laughs> you have a lovely uh, voice. Thank you. <laughs> I don't sound like Miley Cyrus, so. <sighs> Wait. No, we didn't talk about that in this episode. Oh, we we'll, 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 we'll get to that next time. Yeah, we'll circle back. <laughs> Anyways, we'll circle, we'll circle back to the, I think in a couple episodes, we're going to get into my Miley Cyrus thing. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to Golf Mostly. Make sure you're following us across all the socials. It's at Golf Mostly on Instagram and TikTok. Golf Mostly on the YouTube. YouTube. Um, <laughs> the YouTube. And Michelle is at Michelle Wee West on Instagram. And I am at Hallie Led on Instagram. And we will see you next time.